Tusla has launched its foster care recruitment campaign across the Midwest region. The Child and Family Agency is seeking foster carers from all walks of life uh, across the Midwest and they will be holding online information sessions next Thursday. Here to tell us more uh, are Mary Sheen as a social worker with Tusla and also Anne-Marie who is a foster carer and a very good morning to both of you. Good morning. Thank you for having us on. No problem at all. Thanks for taking the time to be with us. Um, Mary, can you tell us uh, a little bit uh, about the different types of foster carers, just for the listeners who may not be aware of the differences? Okay, well, we're encouraging any of your listeners who might have an interest at all in exploring fostering to consider joining an information sessions that will be available online on March the 9th. And I suppose from my experience in fostering, I see that every fostering situation is different. And we have foster carers who provide a range of placements from respite, which is very short term over weekends, maybe during holiday periods, emergency placements. And sometimes children remain with carers throughout their childhood and often into adulthood through aftercare. And our carers come from a great range of backgrounds and walks of life. We have single carers, married carers, same sex, um, foster carers from all different ethnic groups, different minorities. We have requests for placements from children that reflect the whole spectrum of society. And we welcome inquiries from any carers from any grouping at all in society. Um, And we have a constant need and a demand for foster carers and for foster placements. So in terms of eligibility then, anyone who, who has an interest in being a foster carer can can, can, can apply? Um, we would encourage anyone who has an interest at this stage to join in with the online information sessions that are running next week. You can register an interest in those by contest, contacting fostering.ie. There's a, an 0800 number, one 800 6771 or tusla.fostering at and I suppose I think the thing that people really would need to be thinking about is having available time in their lives to offer to a child who would really need and benefit from that um, it's very important that people are in a good place in their own lives and have time and kindness and empathy and caring to offer to a child there are statutory requirements as well obviously things like having an available bedroom um, and checks and various discussions and assessments that need to be undertaken. But the very first step is that inquiry and we work from there with people who have an interest and who may be able to progress further. Um, And I've been working in fostering for the last six years. Prior to that, I've worked in child protection for decades. And I suppose I have really seen the magic of fostering. I've really seen the difference that foster carers can make to children's lives. And I would really believe that good comes from these good experiences, even if they're for a very short period, because many people who inquire aren't in a position to get into a long term commitment to a child, but they are able to offer shorter term pieces. Um, And it is magic. And we see children thrive and blossom and really take on challenges in their lives. The children who need foster care have usually had some difficult experiences because for often a combination of reasons, their own birth family haven't been able to look after them. And that does have an impact on them and it can really impact even their basic growth and development. And I suppose we have the privilege 
of working with foster carers and seeing how these children can progress in development and achieve milestones and achieve outcomes that nobody would have thought possible. And it comes from usually the kindness, the empathy, the care, the commitment that carers have shown to them. It, it is quite a privilege to work with carers. And Anne-Marie, you were also very familiar with that, that the magic and the, the difference that uh, foster care can bring to a child's life because you are a foster carer. Do you mind me asking you about that? Why... You know, because it's not—it's not an easy decision to make, as 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 Mary has outlined. You need to have that time and, I suppose, space in your home and uh, and you know, space within your life in general to be able to do it. Why did you choose to become a foster carer? So, my husband and I and our kids—we've gotten to a stage where we decided we would like another child, and we thought about it that did we want another child or did we want to foster because it's something we'd actually discussed at length before so there was a lot of roundtable discussions first of all myself and my husband and then involving our kids about did we want to do this so it had to be a family decision of whether we would go forward or not because again children within the family already have to be strongly involved because it is a big undertaking so we did have room in our house we had room in our family to support another child and that's really why we progressed it further and we contacted Tusla to kind of see what the ins and outs of the process was to become foster parents. How did you find the application process? I think, so unfortunately we applied just before COVID. So it did, <laughs> There's you know, timing for you. <laughs> being honest, it actually was the best thing. It does have to be a little bit of a long process, but you can be sure sure by the end of that process you are sure that you are ready to become foster parents because it's not a quick decision you can make it's not a simple decision that okay I want to be a foster parent and then suddenly there's a child in your home you have to be psychologically emotionally ready and so do my children so it was fantastic in that it wasn't just myself and my husband my children were thoroughly involved in the assessment as well and we had said if anybody was hesitant in going forward with that process that we would stop it. So they were so strongly supported by our social worker to make sure that we were all ready to make that decision. It was fantastic to manage to have that time to make that decision thoroughly. Yeah. Yeah. So you And you, I suppose if I could come in Of course yeah. Sorry, so I'm just saying if I could come in there just to explain that there are kind of stages to the process. So if a member of the public inquires about fostering, we would come out following an initial phone call. We would come out and meet the family coming forward or the inquirer and have quite a good discussion around fostering, around what's involved and what some of the basic requirements would be and the impact it can have on a family. And following on from that, we would then invite people to come to an intensive training for two days when we provide a lot more information there's a lot more discussion and inquirers can meet each other and usually following on from that people have a good idea if fostering maybe seems like it's right for them and at the right time and then we progress into what we call the assessment stage which is the stage and marie was referring to and that is quite a thorough process where we spend a lot of time with every member of the household and there's a lot of documentation and statutory checks need to be in place as well because I suppose we need to bear in mind we're talking about looking after the most vulnerable children in the state whom very often courts have decided need alternative care arrangements. So it's quite a responsible role and it's important that 
everybody is ready for it and sure that the time is right and that everybody will be able to manage. And that process of working together through the assessment continues then on into fostering because foster care is a very much part of a team. There's a team of social workers, a wider team of other professionals involved. And the whole process keeps moving forward and continues and continues for the length of the time that the child is placed with a foster carer. We would have an ongoing involvement. There's professional support and there are also financial supports. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's an ongoing process of open working together. And I suppose it's I would see it's very, very important that every member of the household, particularly carers own children, are very involved. And all of the carers that I would work with, without exception, would say that they feel their own children greatly benefit from the experience of offering foster care. And I suppose that reflects the timing of it and everybody being ready because a whole family fosters. And that would have been your experience as well, Anne-Marie. Definitely. Looking at my kids now, I can see such growth in them as young adults. They're so much more compassionate and empathetic towards not only our foster child, but each other. Like they really have evolved as like young adults as a result of our foster child. And our foster child has definitely developed as a result of the interaction that he's had with um, my children. That's that's great to hear. And it's great to hear like such a positive experience. And, uh, you know, Mary, are there any assumptions or misconceptions out there from people about being a foster carer, which maybe now that you have the platform, you'd like to take the opportunity to dispel? Um, I suppose some people could feel, would they feel vulnerable? Would they feel very isolated in fostering? Like what would they be getting involved in? And I suppose from day one, it's to say that we are part of fostering every step of the way, that um, we offer ongoing support, ongoing training. There's ongoing planning in relation to every child that's placed with the foster carer and the foster carer would always have input in terms of what the plans are. Um, The basis on which fostering works is that people are apply, are assessed and are approved. And we then have a constant flow of requests for placements for children who need them. And we enter into what we call kind of a matching process where we have a good idea of what type of care might work for carers. And we would try and match a child with specific needs that would really fit with that family. So, So foster carers at all times have choices. We offer the information we offer the profile we have about the child and the carers then choose to offer a placement and then we adopt a process of keeping it under constant review checking this is working with everybody it is really important that people commit to fostering but sometimes placements don't work out we're very mindful of that and we would keep all arrangements under review so it's to go into it with an open heart with calmness with empathy with kindness and that we work together and usually we come to places where there are very good matches um we i suppose another part that maybe families might have some concerns about would be how they would manage the relationship with birth families because we would see all these children somehow need to be supported in blending the experience of being part of two families both the fostering family and their own birth family and i suppose sometimes people can feel a little bit wary about that Um, and we would offer a lot of support we would call those arrangements are called contact and arrangements are made they wouldn't ever take place in a carer's 
home because we feel that's very important to preserve that as a safe, separate haven for a child. So you wouldn't have birth family contacting in the family. It would happen somewhere else and it would be supported or supervised if that needed to happen. Toothless is the channel really that connects the birth family and the foster family. And what's fantastic about Toothless as well is you're not just looking after the foster child. You're looking after the different units as well as you know together you have yeah. the birth family the foster family the foster child who are treated and looked after separately but then as a single entity as well so everyone's needs are met and i can honestly yeah. say since working with Jusla, they have been fantastic to support myself and our um, birth children as well as us with our foster child and anytime we need anything literally pick up a phone and we have a link worker a social worker who will literally just be there at the end of a phone if you need to because you do meet challenges it's it can be very difficult to integrate the needs of a foster child sometimes into your daily routine because they have such additional wants and needs so we've had psychology physiotherapy speech language therapy and integrating that into your daily life can be overwhelming at times but that's why two are there to support you and make it more available at a time that is suitable nearly and they've been great to support us in any challenges you have because children do have challenging behaviors coming from um difficult backgrounds when they've had certain like bad experiences potentially that can manifest in their behavior but they're there to support you through that and when you see a child reach their milestones and have positive behaviors it really does make it so much more worthwhile uh, just before we finish, um, Anne-Marie, any last bit of advice or recommendation you would give to anyone who's who's seriously thinking of becoming a, a foster parent? It's actually something we were only talking about a minute ago. Mm-hmm. I often hear people say to me, oh, you're a foster care. Oh, I could never do that. Oh, having to give a child back would be so difficult. But our outlook, like as a family, is if we can give a child a home and love and affection that they need, And if they can go back and be reunified with their birth parents, they've had such a positive experience with us and their parents have had a chance to grow into the parent they need to be. What's so bad about that? It's difficult, yes, to give a child back, but isn't it worth it when you create a new, stronger family as a result of it? Very, very well said. Um, The sessions, the online information sessions taking place on the 9th of March at 10am and 7pm. You can, to register, just visit uh, fostering.ie. My thanks uh, to Mary Sheehan, the Tusla social worker, and also to Anne-Marie as a foster carer. Thanks so much to both of you for your time this morning.